conversations about yesterday's animation animations. Saturday morning cartoon fair. Days past Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon, Thundercats, Ghostbusters, Transformers, DuckTales. It's not a particularly deep show. So you will like us. And welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Travis, we haven't recorded a live in the studio face-to-face episode of DPTC since COVID began. I know, man. We're separated by glass. I I feel like I'm in prison. <laughs> but it feels so good to be back, baby. It does, man. It does. In this time that we're living in, uh, right now we're in the midst of whatever we'll be calling the coronavirus times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they'll be called. Uh. We haven't reached that part of history yet. (laughs) The end times. I hope not. (laughs) We won't referring to them if that's the case. (laughs) But in these times, whatever we're going to call them, we need our friends. Yeah, we do. We turn to our friends for support. Mm -hmm. And today, not only are Travis and I such good friends getting together to record a podcast. We're really, really good friends. Yes. Very Good friends. Yes. High-level friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've also got some other friends coming over. Yeah. Little house party. Who's invited? Well, we got Superman. Superman. We got Batman. Batman and Robin. Robin's tagging along. <laughs> He's always there. He always comes along. Always. We got Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. He overheard, uh-huh. so we had to let him come. <laughs> and on top of that... We got some problematic stereotypes. We got some teenagers, uh-huh. a dog, and a monkey. <laughs> because these friends aren't just good friends. No. They're not just best friends. Uh-uh. They are super, super friends. friends. The super friends. The Super Friends, it has taken us almost 100 episodes, because we're still doing... If you think we've forgotten that we're almost at 100 episodes... Oh, no, baby, baby, we're still climbing. That's... Most of the reason we got together is because we have a contractual duty to each other. We must. We're crawling towards 100, and somehow, this is the first time we're not only doing Super Friends, Mm -hmm. which everybody pretty much knows of Super Friends, but that we're doing anything DC Comics related. Yeah. We've been Marvel kids, like two or three years, yeah, running, but Mm -hmm. Marvel men... But now, yeah, I'm not a baby anymore. <laughs> Grown up into a model man. Okay. But yeah, this is the Justice League, the Hanna Barbera cut. Yeah. Basically, if you don't know what the Super Friends are, this is back in the day. We're talking 70s is when it started. Yep. This is the version of the DC comic superheroes that most kids got at that time, and that's probably why they were seen as white bread losers uh. <laughs> for a while in some people's eyes. Marvel's cooler, <laughs> DC not so much. They would say. Still a great, uh, just a great tune. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. now I like the name of the show. It's funny because it's I'm so familiar with that. I've heard it so many times. Super Friends. Yeah. That it's easy to lose sight of how funny that is. Uh-huh. These are if there's an alien invasion level emergency, uh-huh. I want something a little more professional sounding than a band of pals. Yeah. That are, it sounds like they're just super friends <laughs> with each other of humanity. It's like a social club that third graders came up with. What are we? Yeah. We're really good friends. <laughs> We're just super cool. We're just ah, super, super friends, though. Yeah. Not just friends. It wasn't friends. thought out. The name the name wasn't I, thought out. I don't know why they didn't go with Justice League because that's what they are. Uh-huh. Um I think they wanted to go with, they wanted a softer sell, I guess for <laughs> parents. I don't know. Justice League is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know. Look. Again, it's Hanna-Barbera. This is coming from the house that brought us Huckleberry Hound. A grape Ape. <laughs> that's right. Sure. That's right. The great Grape Ape. Yep, that's me. They brought these DC Comics superheroes to the ABC network mm-hmm. for 12 years. Good. 12 Lord. years of Super Friends. Mm-hmm. This ran from 1973 to 1985 for 93 episodes, nine seasons across those 12 years. And it went through three cancellations <laughs> and 
a shit ton of different titles for the show. Uh-huh. They were bobbing and weaving. And I got to give Hanna-Barbera, I got to give them some credit because they were willing to retool this show every year, basically, to stay on top. Yep. And I don't know why that's necessary when you have superheroes. I mean, it was a different envi- environment than we live in now where it's like you slap a superhero on it, you're good. Oh, yeah. But still, like kids <laughs> want to watch that shit. But before we jump into all, because we we're, we got to talk about the show at large. We got to talk about a couple episodes that we watched yep. for this episode of our show. The, the, you're right. The title does change it on, changes the two, on the two we watch. On yeah. the, the two different episodes yeah. we watch, they're different titles entirely. <laughs> right. Yeah. So before we jump in, Travis, now I am an avowed super guy. You, you are. I've, I've always told you that. Number one super guy. Actually, number two after Hong Kong Fui. I grew up on comic books, so that's just a given for me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the DC characters, yes. I mean, they've had movies now coming out a <laughs> bit. Justice League had its movie. Yeah. You had some Batmans. Batman's been around for a while. He had some Superman. That goes yeah. back to the 70s. Yeah. What is your experience with them, whether it's in tunes, movies, comics, whatever? Uh, I've always been a Batman boy. Bat boy. Always. Yeah, yeah, always been a Bat boy. And you know what? I mean, I, I didn't read comic books like like you did growing up. But I mean, listen, I've really loved all the Marvel movies coming out. I, I, I really have. I have. Great. I really have. Yes. We yes. <laughs> they've been fun, haven't the, they? The Marvel movies have been great. Yes. Well, I <laughs> but but not so much the DC, right? You haven't seen them? Is that what you're telling I, me? I've seen a couple of them. Okay. I've which ones? Um, the uh Batman versus uh Superman. Mm, yeah. I saw that. Not so great. Not so much. Didn't enjoy Not that. Not so bueno. No, I no. didn't enjoy that no. one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that when you tell me that you didn't read comics like me growing up, we have entered the only time in history where that's almost like, a look, I'm out of touch, okay? Uh-huh. Like, back in the day, it's like, yeah, good. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> but now it's kind of like, a, oh, man, you, I you wasn't. Need, you need to have that under your belt for pop culture reasons. Yeah. yeah. I'm way ahead of the curve. I mean, mm-hmm. I... I grew up Marvel first, then DC, then I was just like, you know what? Let's do it all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm non-binary when it comes to comic company choices. <laughs> By comical. But I came to DC probably when I was a teenager, and I ended up getting really, really into the Justice League. So much that, okay, I was writing comic book fan fiction uh-huh. when I was a teenager. So in okay. high school, a okay. time when some people <laughs> are doing things like getting in trouble for breaking curfew uh-huh. and, yep. uh, I don't know, doing dangerous things and sexy things sometimes. <laughs> I was writing the adventures of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually started an entire website dedicated to that. Well, that's very dangerous and sexy. It's very dangerous to your sex life, <laughs> especially as a high school. I didn't tell people. I wasn't advertising it. Uh-huh. But I was way into them and, and DC at large. So if you have any questions as we go through this today, feel free to ask. And I'm sure to give you an answer that at least was true 20 years ago. Already on it. Probably. Yes, sir. Because like dinosaurs, comics. Mm-hmm. Are a young man's game. It's always changing. <laughs> the, the background, like what I tell you about Batman's parents, like how they died and what, when and where and how, yeah. it's different all the time. Uh. So just know that whatever I give you was true in 2000 or so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. In the year 2000. <laughs> when we're talking about Super Friends, I think it's going to be necessary to go through it Series name by series name. Okay. Because that'll take us through chronologically and we can tackle, because there's a lot of characters and a lot of different changes that happen. Yeah. Yep. 1973 to 1974, we have the OG Super Friends. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. They said, hey, we got the Justice League. We got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, DC Comics, Hanna-Barbera. Assemble the best-known DC <laughs> characters yeah. and throw them all on one team and put them on the screen, and you're, you're printing gold. Yeah. You're printing gold bars. <laughs> 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 These aren't necessarily even the coolest characters, all of them, yeah. but they're the ones that if you were to show them in a lineup, a kid from Nicaragua could point them out uh-huh. and say, that's Aquaman. <laughs> And I don't want him here. He's lame. Get him Get him gone. <laughs> well, and we'll get to him because this is the cartoon that pretty much ruined Aquaman's <laughs> his, his reputation until Jason Momoa got to take over, yeah. basically. <laughs> but we got to start with he's the original in all ways, Mr. Clark Kent, uh-huh. Kal-El, Superman. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. 
Superman is the leader of the Justice League. Even, even if he doesn't want it, he always says like, "I'm not a leader." He's one of those guys. It's like clearly you're the quarterback, man. Just clearly you're you're the best thing smoking. Yeah. On this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He solves himself. You don't need an explanation of what's going on with him. Right. But there was a joke on Seinfeld. And this whole Justice League, <laughs> Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. You mean to tell me Superman can't cover everything? But crying out loud, he's Superman. <laughs> Yeah, is he lonely? I, I mean, what? Well, yeah, exactly. I feel like he lets people do things to give, and he's like, he's like a job creator. Uh -huh. He allows for people to show up and do things because it's nice for them. Uh -huh. They need something to do. I don't know if anyone else could lift a whole city up. No, that's true. He does at one point lift an entire South American village up <laughs> like it is a swatch of, of rug. <laughs> like a sample of something and just redeposits it uh, uh -huh. elsewhere. Yep. But I think the only other reason is because kryptonite is apparently quite plentiful. Bountiful, yeah. And readily available to most people. <laughs> it's like the thing, just if you need Superman to be in trouble, then even a street thug might have kryptonite on him. <laughs> Tied for number one guy, for many people, the number one guy, but like for recognizability, for bankability. And... Definitely being out Superman for how many movies have been made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Batman. What are you? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I never had to say I'm Batman. I showed up. People knew I was Batman. I was a Batboy. I'm telling you, bro. Look, heavy. I love Batman. I love him in the Justice League. The issue that comes up here is that Batman is, at the end of the day, at best, an no, no, it's, <laughs> okay. don't, don't put us on the same level as Batman. That's a brag right there, because he's an Olympic level athlete. Are we Robin? Are we at least Robin? No, but Robin has been trained by You're the world's right. most right. perfect specimen. So we're like, we're the guys that think we can defend somebody that we love from a mugger. We get pushed over and out of breath, uh -huh. and then Batman shows up and rescues us, and we feel <laughs> emasculated by him. That's the best we can hope for. Mugger. There's a lot of those in Gotham City, which mm -hmm. is where Batman comes from. Mm -hmm. He's he's very mugger-centric. A lot of his work is with muggers. <laughs> the problem with him here is that in any good version of the Justice League, I think, yeah. uh, Batman is just full of tood. Like, that's his power, is to show up and just uh -huh. be like, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to... Gruff voice and tood. Yes. Like, uh, I just rewatched The Dark Knight, the Christopher Ooh, Nolan I, movie, I, I The Dark to, Knight. I need, need to rewatch it. All of these shows are, <laughs> that we watched are much more entertaining thinking of the Christian Bale Batman voice or his character in place of the Batman we got. Where were the other drugs going? Uh, 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 I never knew. I don't know. I swear to God. Swear to me! Here, the problem is that all of the super friends don't really have a personality except for cheerfulness and uh -huh. friendliness. Yeah. And so Batman loses his one power, and it's not quite, it's not even Adam West Batman, although Adam West did voice him in the very latest seasons of Super Friends, which is, yeah, throw him some work. Uh -huh. What else is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's just, he gets by on Batman, where are you going? He's like, don't worry about it. Oh shit! Well, it's got to be important then, you know. Where's and like, the, where's the pisser? Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> like, if you don't let him be that guy, then he seems like a fucking loser, uh -huh. and he does in these because all he has is a bat repellent, bat a bat gadget of some kind. Uh -huh. Well, That's th all he this has. one I forgot what it was, but he had like a like a ray on his belt. It was yeah. a bat anti gravity ray. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not. It's bad. not. It's not bad, but like <laughs> his his. <laughs> His contribution is having invented it. Oh, not yeah, yeah. like anybody could wield that. Uh -huh. Wonder Woman could use that. You're like right. Superman could use that. So yeah, he's he he's ballsy. <laughs> I'll say that because he's running uh -huh. around in a in tights with Superman and Wonder Woman. But uh -huh. like I feel like at best he should be an advisor or a, a consultant on Justice League activities, <laughs> like from home. Like it, right now would be perfect for him because he can Batman from home and just zoom in with them and say, uh -huh. yeah, you should take a left here or whatever, okay. whatever it is. <laughs> it's this version of Batman. Don't get me wrong. I love Batman, and I always want him in the Justice League, but man, this version, yeah, that doesn't uh -huh. work. <laughs> and of course, if you're going to have this version of Batman, you're going to have Robin. Stay in your place, Robin, boy. yeah. Everybody else is just like, keep that boy on a leash. We don't want to hear from him. What does he have to offer except for Holy space explosions, Batman. Holy remote control robot. Holy uncanny photographic mental processes. Holy hardest metal in the world. Holy unrefillable prescriptions. Holy heart failure. It's a weirdly religious 
vocal tick that he has where mm -hmm. everything is wholly this and they're not even, they're very repetitive and they're yeah. not even creative. Holy frogman! Holy bowler! Holy magician! Holy pressure cooker! Holy mashed potatoes! Holy popcorn! Holy hole in a donut! Holy fruit salad! Holy guacamole! Holy schizophrenia! Holy felony! Holy murder! Holy long John Silver! It's left over from the Adam West Batman show, but this Robin, coolly enough, is played by... Casey Kasem. Casey's Top 40. I'm Casey Kasem. These are the hits you're buying, and radio stations are playing from coast to coast. <laughs> I love the that voice. The Oh, it's so God good. Dang. Yeah. He's, you know, it's honestly, I probably associate his voice with Robin more than any other person. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, he, play, he played him through all the seasons. Yeah, he, I think he even voiced the Chris O'Donnell version from the uh, live action. Oh, man, right? I would love no. that. I'd love a redub of, of that. And <laughs> then, that? Yeah, on, like, Batman Forever and uh -huh. Batman and Robin, have Christian Bale and Casey Kasem go back. <laughs> I want to hear the Christian Bale Batman with this Robin, with uh -huh. Casey Kasem right. Robin. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be there'd be some good tension because uh -huh. he doesn't, you know, that Batman uh, Christian Bale Batman doesn't really work with people a lot, and when he does, it's always like a how soon can I get off the roof and go do the shit that I like to do, right? Go yeah. beat people up or do some detecting. And with this, it's like you know when now he always disappears when Commissioner Gordon's turned away. Yeah, he would turn back and Batman's gone, but Robin's just like, hey, still here. <laughs> I, I can't do it. What he I can't does. do that. I'm not. I'm not him. I'm not a ninja. <laughs> I'm trying to find my car. Actually, <laughs> number three, because there's kind of a holy trinity uh, when it comes to DC. Yeah, it's Batman, it's Superman, and it's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Linda Blair in the house. Lin Linda Blair is the exorcist. Oh, <laughs> Linda Carter? I, yeah, Linda Carter. Okay. Close. You're very close. I I would love Linda Blair. I, I, she would have been too young for the role at the time, but uh -huh. yeah, sure. You, but her, you should have just let me sit in that for a little just, bit longer. <laughs> a projectile vomiting Wonder Woman would be lovely. That is the exorcist. Before Linda Carter and long before Gal Gadot. Yeah. It was this version of Wonder Woman before any of that shit, mm -hmm. before Linda Carter made her America's favorite superhero for two or three, however many years yep. she was on the air. There's not a ton to be said about her in general for me because I really like Wonder Woman, except that they just don't give her much to do. No. And part of the problem is that her powers have always fluctuated a lot. Because there, it's throughout the years. Because it's like, I mean, DC resets their continuity uh -huh. all the time, yeah. all the time. And so when she starts off, like she's very powerful, but she can't fly. She doesn't flex at all in these. No, in these no, oh no, dude. This no. they don't give her shit to do. They're just like, you're lucky you got a lady. Sit down, shut up. Like that's <laughs> seems to be their attitude. You're pretty. Is that not enough? Well, yeah, like she mans. I don't know some sonar at one point. Mm -hmm. But I part of the problem, aside from it being the '70s and that she's a woman, yeah. is that I think it's like, well, she's supposed to be. Basically, as powerful as Superman minus one notch. Yeah. But then how do you make any room for anyone else? I uh -huh. mean, really, they should have just depowered Superman a bit. <laughs> yeah, he's on steroids in these episodes, well, man. And that's that was always one of the many issues that people have had with Superman. He's so powerful. You can't beat him, yeah. Yeah, but you can. But, but, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Call 1-900-Kryptonite now, and you probably can. Uh, kick those nasty thoughts. Yes. <laughs> So Wonder Woman, really, she suffers the same thing that Aquaman does at the end of the day, which is here are two powerful characters uh -huh. that can do things, but they get to do less than <laughs> Batman, frankly. And he's just a guy with a fucking boomerang. I mean, Batman City's just so horrible that anything he does looks super it's true. impressive. If though. you take that to just like, I don't know, San Francisco, uh -huh. some coastal city or some small town, he's the crazy one. Uh -huh. But there, yeah, anything he does, you're right. It looks good. And it's like, yeah, please bring your, your vigilante justice to our town. Yeah, Gotham is shitsville, man. Man, it's a bummer. Uh, but it looks cool as shit. <laughs> mugger, I'd love to visit. Mugger-centric. <laughs> it is the highest mugger-to-person-to-citizen ratio. <laughs> we got to talk about Aquaman. Aquaman. He is one of the most recognizable superheroes in the world. Yeah. Partly because of this cartoon. This show did him a disservice, certainly by giving him nothing to do. Uh-huh. Part of the problem with these characters in general on this show is that they were so restricted on what they could do as far as violence goes. And I, I wasn't looking for any heads to be removed from bodies. It's just like they were robots. I, I kind of wanted some robots. Uh, yeah, beat up some robots. But they, they really at this point, they really get to do nothing as far as fisticuffs go. Right. So Wonder Woman, like she has a lasso, but she doesn't have heat ray vision or she can't get that inventive. And Aquaman, all he has, if you take away his ability to beat people up, is fish. Uh. 
and and other things that live and, in the and, ocean and and some fish and fish, some more also fi- fish. manta rays yeah. uh, fish though <laughs> um I, I am on his side but uh-huh. at the end of the day he is a man in an orange shirt on a seahorse and yeah. that is hard to defend sometimes <laughs> he can swim faster than the fastest thing in the sea or on the land with mirror I do think that not just Superman, but any of the other super friends try to push the fight a little closer to water if uh-huh. they can. To help him out, yeah. Just to give him, yeah, throw the man a bone, because he's great in water. Yeah. And he's really, he can survive at the very bottom of the ocean. He's superhumanly strong and durable. I mean, he's not Superman. Yeah. Like, this is a guy, if he punched you, it's not just like you or me having a scuffle. Uh-huh. Like, this is a guy who could beat the <laughs> shit out of you. But he's just not, uh, holds our bard uh-huh. in this fight. It's not no holds barred. It's holds barred, including punches. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and that's that's why he he got neutered on the show and and gutted Ooh. like a fish. And so now everybody thinks he's a, a dumb shit, and he's not. I mean, I guess I, the movie seems like it was popular-ish, uh-huh. but I haven't seen it, so I can't say. I haven't either, man. I have not. We need to watch it. We're disappointing. In like a couple years. We're very disappointing. Should we just stop recording and go watch all of these movies? I think so. But these guys all get along. It's like they've all been reprogrammed to just be <laughs> kind. They've all they've all had like any evil urges, any angst or any sexual desires just removed from them so uh. that they can just get along and be super <laughs> friends. The Justice League in the comics, I mean, they have relationships, but the Avengers were brought together by chance, but then they're pals and they all hang out in the Avengers mansion and live there or uh-huh. Avengers Tower yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Justice League is more like the UN, like they convene when necessary, but they don't just spend their time hanging out with each other in a clubhouse. Yeah. But it's not, they're less super friends in the comics than just like uh, super work acquaintances. Now you've got the world's greatest superheroes, the most known superheroes. Yep. Who else should you add to the crew? In this particular series, you need two teen sidekicks and a dog. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. These are two human teenagers whose super suits are essentially just big lapels and capes uh. over 70s bell bottoms and you know normal dress. Robin, to the anagram board. First, we'll place these letters in their original order. May I try one? How about postal? I've got it! A criminal who steals plastic by mail! Marvin, that is absolutely, unquestionably incorrect. And then a dog that can talk, uh-huh. but other than that, not super. Can't take a bullet, I don't think. Wonder Dog, are you there? <laughs> Yikes! How desperate for members uh-huh. is the Justice League of America that they're taking on trainees <laughs> and animals? This, I mean, this is insane. This is, they have a deep bench of heroes to draw on. They're scraping the barrel for these kids. So I, I, there has to be a reason why they're there that I, I would love to get to the bottom of. Mm-hmm. Now, Wonder Dog, I don't have a personal problem with. In fact, I wish the kids weren't there and it was just the dog. Wonder, yeah. Like the Justice League and their dog. You can always get away with the dog. Dude, I yeah. would watch the League of Incredible Dogs any yeah. day of the week. Yeah, even if they don't, if they don't talk. You know I'd, what I'm saying? It'd be really cute if each Justice League member had a dog that they dressed up kind of like it's their sidekick. I'm actually with you on this. I love it. Superman and Batman both had super animals. Like uh, Superman had a whole family of super animals. No mm-hmm. joke. Like Streaky the super horse and shit like really? that. Really? Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, my Crypto's gosh. the obvious, the dog, the super dog from Krypton, but, yeah. which is now that I'm thinking about it, insane. <laughs> Point being, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with the animals being present. It's just, why is this what we want to reach for versus another good DC hero? Uh, <laughs> Our kids wanting this. Yeah. And what it was is that they were just trying to inject some of their Hanna-Barbera bullshit <laughs> into this show because this is, Scooby-Doo's already been out. Yeah. And this is the house that Scooby-Doo built. And so they basically just added Scooby-Doo and two members of the Mystery Machine crew. They're proven detectives, those kids, versus these two. Wendy and Marvin, they say that they're superheroes in training. I hated when they were on the show. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a fucking bummer. Seems more like they won a contest to go be with the Justice League. It's like a Mm ride-along, or they just never left. Or it's like a -A Make-A-Wish Foundation sort of thing where these are some sick kids. Yeah. But it turns out that they weren't that sick. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, they let them stay, Actually, though. Actually, really well. Really they good. Really well. They were doing good. Uh-huh. They're not that different from Robin minus training and uh-huh. that he has a secret identity. So I think on the first day, Robin took him aside. He was like, really nice. Like, hey, great to have you guys. Great to have some other humans around. This is great. Some teens my age. And then the second the door gets shut and he's with them, he just pushes Wendy up against the wall. He's like, I'm number one bitch around here, okay? I'm the mascot. You get it? He gets by on making dumb jokes and everyone just kind of not taking him seriously. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he would he would cotton to these people horning in on his business. That might actually be better than him. Yeah, <laughs> frankly, they, yeah. I mean, they do, uh, on these episodes that they were in, yeah. they do save the day often, like for things that the superheroes have overlooked. <laughs> One of those superheroes is Batman, the world's greatest detective. So this just, I mean, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this is utter bullshit. <laughs> now, the secret member of the Super Friends for many of these seasons is... The narrator. Mm. There is a narrator yep. who, who lets you know where you are, whether you want it or not, whether you need it or not. Anytime there's a scene change, a cut anywhere. Even if it's written on the screen, he, he will, will still, still tell talk, you. Yes. Later at the Hall of Justice. Later at the Hall of Justice. Later, later, later at the Hall of Justice. I love the way he sounds because he always sounds a little worried uh-huh. or like he's constipated or he needs to jump out to pee. And so he's got to get this out first. They're like, not, not, we just need a few more takes. It's like, <laughs> meanwhile, it's a hollow justice. <laughs> yeah, somewhat concerned. It's this kind of frenzied uh-huh. announcer. Yeah. So if you get those kids, the, those very necessary teens and dog uh-huh. uh, together with these superheroes, who should they fight? Who should they be called together to battle? Some kind of world threat, right? Yeah, right. Emergency. Yeah. Well, not supervillains. What you need are environmental crises and misguided but well-intentioned scientists and aliens. <laughs> that is all they were allowed to fight for this first season because uh, because of our society. Yeah. <laughs> they said no punches, not even robots, don't even punch a robot. Which made this, I imagine, quite a bummer to watch for someone who wants to see superheroes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's, I, all, I hate, it's all mind games, it's baby. All, yeah, it's all just talking to scientists who are like, I just want to make the world better. It's like, <laughs> well, your machine is making rocks turn into people, though. Oh, okay, I won't do that. And then end of the episode. <laughs> we could not even hint to children that there was darkness in anyone's heart. Mm-hmm. Like, even the idea of that was just too much for a child in the 70s, supposedly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Richard Nixon is in office. Mm. You know, <laughs> like, I guess reality was going to break if you let it on to that. But very, very backwards. Very backwards. So maybe that's why it got canceled after one season. <laughs> Cancellation number one. Until the Wonder Woman television show starring not Linda Blair, but Linda Carter. <laughs> Bird Travis. Oh. I'm trying to think of other Lindas to throw in, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm uh, Linda Ronstadt was not go. also not yeah, another time appropriate one <laughs> that got popular. And also the six million dollar man, which is kind of a superhero show uh-huh. yeah. that popped. They're popping. Oh, pop, pop central. The superhero, the big superhero pop is what they called it. <laughs> and so they said, let's retool this show. Let's throw in some action. Yep. Let's make it a, a dash more of appealing. This, a yeah. sprinkle of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, a biff pow here. Yep. A wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. That. Mm-hmm. And they came back. In 1977 through 1978, yep. with the all-new Super Friends Hour, dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. It's all new, and it lasts a whole hour. <laughs> you want action? You get all you handle, buddy. Fuck Wendy and Marvin. They're gone. <laughs> Wonder Dog is out. Hopefully, he got sent to a farm. I because I hope he's fine. Because I like Wonder Dog. Uh-huh. We now have instead. Two more teenagers and another animal. (laughs) For some reason. For some reason, that's what they did. But could we fight? Well, uh, kind of. Basically, what they said is the enemies on the show, instead of being well-intentioned, just won't listen to reason. And they force the super friend's hand to use some kind of force against them. (laughs) But still nobody's getting punched. We didn't see anybody get punched in the face in the episodes we watched, Uh, right? And those came later than these. So they still weren't being violent. Uh. It's just that the motivations of the people, I guess the villains, were allowed to be something besides, oh, I didn't realize that nuclear power was bad. (laughs) But these teens could, if push came to shove, they could fight because they actually have superpowers. They're not superheroes in training. This is not a fucking... (laughs) This is Justice League. This Uh. is the varsity team. It's big leagues, baby. So we have the famous Wonder Twins, Zan and Jaina. And the Wonder Twins, Zan and Jaina. Every time I wrote down their names, it was Jan and Zana, not yeah. Zan and Jaina. Because Zan isn't a name. Uh. 
and Zayna isn't either, but it sounds more like a name to me. <laughs> and they look alike. Yes. Oh, yeah. They both have the, the Vulcan, like the Spock haircut. They both have bang, hard bangs, kind of pixie cuts, black hair, jet black hair. Zan, the fella, uh. he can turn into any kind of water you want. Any kind. Sparkling, <laughs> like Topo Chico, any of that good shit. Grapefruit, if you want the grapefruit. Seltzer, spiked. everything. Oh, baby. Yeah. yeah, he can do it. Tonic, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, also, ice things. Uh, maybe gaseous forms. I don't know, but if it's water, if it's H2O, yeah. he's got it covered. He's your guy. It's cool, maybe less helpful than Jaina's powers, which are that she can turn into any animal. Mm. Hey, I like animals. <laughs> Almost seems like you don't need an animal on the team if you have that woman, but... <laughs> That's hindsight. Activate Wonder Twin powers. Wonder, Wonder Twin, Twin powers? Activate. Form a puddle. Form of a, a caterpillar. Oh, I should have become a guppy. Caterpillars can't swim. Now <laughs> look who's wet behind the ears. So that's what they do, and that, that's cool. I don't know why they felt the need to create new characters, because this is 1978. DC has had teenage superheroes mm -hmm. for years by this point. Like, this is, <laughs> they don't need to create two new characters. So I don't know if that was like a thing where Hanna-Barbera's like, look, we want a piece of the action. Let us step up to the plate and create some characters, or I don't know what, but they're not great. Um, you, wh What was the question you asked me about them earlier? I forgot. I think the question you asked me was, What's their deal? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. What, yeah, what's yeah, what's their function? The all important. What's the yeah. deal? Well, their function is to be the teenage superheroes on the show that allow teens to feel like they're part of the action. I guess <laughs> their deal is not described in the show. As far as I know, they they never get an origin in the show. Mm -hmm. They've got various backgrounds in the comics because there's been various versions. One is that they're aliens. Uh, the one that I, I've come up with is that they were created by the Justice League in a lab, and they're trying to make their own superhumans that they can control better than they can Robin, because Robin, useless, mm -hmm. and he's got too much of a mind of his own. What's their bag, baby? What's their bag, baby? And that's that's their bag as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, the aliens thing holds more water, I guess, because they do have a space monkey. Yeah. That's the animal on the show is a blue space monkey. Yeah, it does plug it away a little more. Named Gleek. With their space monkey, Gleek. Do you know what gleeking is? Have you ever heard that term? Never. Okay, I heard it when I was a kid and a teenager. It's not something I can do, but when people, like if you have some spit in your mouth and you shoot your tongue forward and you make spit come out between your teeth oh, a little bit. Th that was called lurching when I, w when I was a kid. <laughs> That's an existing word. <laughs> Although, and so there's a guy on Adam's family who's got the same problem now. <laughs> Well, that's okay. So that's lurching for where you come from. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> However many miles it was from your town to Dallas here. So funny to me that this this blue monkey, uh, space monkey, is named that. Uh, again, I love the idea of just Justice League and animals, mm -hmm. like an animal per Justice League member, even if they're not related. But his only superness is that he's very intelligent. Yeah. And he has a tail that he can use to like do more things than the average monkey, I guess. <laughs> Two more things. Well, yeah, because he's stronger things. and more, he's so smarter with how he does it, I guess. <laughs> I like it. Okay. But is that not enough for you? Uh, I mean, not. Two new teens and a monkey? <laughs> Come on. Two fresh teens and a monkey? <laughs> we gave you what you want. Yes. You're asking you for want we more? gave it. Okay, well, how about this? The show lasts an hour. <laughs> We're going to give you multiple segments, uh -huh. different segments of the show. With the super friends. Mm. How about one <laughs> where the super friends themselves give you first aid advice, do magic tricks, God and dang. do crafts? <laughs> you serious? Right I'm now? serious right now. And I'm always serious, but mm -hmm. especially right now. That is something that they did on this show. Hi, Wonder Woman. I thought I heard your jet. I hear you're trying to come up with a fun class project. Yeah, I got any ideas? A dandy one. I'll show you how to make what I call a spinning pencil top. Sounds great. This isn't live action. This isn't like, you know, where like you take a, like the clown takes you into the cartoon and then afterwards does a little bit, you know, uh -huh, like yeah. this is a fully animated cartoon. They have cartoon characters doing magic tricks <laughs> on the screen. Like it's impressive or something. I mean, for starters, this is Batman. This is Superman. Like they're doing magic tricks all the time. Yeah. That's what their life is. A magic. Yeah. Trick. They are magic. It's yeah. all magic. Yeah. Wonder Woman literally is magic. She comes from, <laughs> from mythology. So that's crazy to me that they're doing crafts and doing magic tricks. Like check this out, kids. But the first aid advice is where I think this is very funny because just imagine Batman. It really would be Alfred, by the way, because Alfred is the one that, that heals him up all the time. Yes. 
But just imagine Batman's like, in my eternal war on crime, I come home with a lot of boo-boos. Check out my back. This is where the Joker tried to remove my spleen, kids. So the next time someone tries to remove your spleen, I sound more like a wrestler. But you get the idea. It just, I want to see more. I want to see that every time. Someone who's impervious to harm like Superman uh-huh. is telling me how to properly uh, get a splint for my broken arm. Yeah, Superman's like, I actually never felt this pain. I, so I what know. is pain? It's, it's I, I'm not human. Don't forget. Why are we talking like this for Superman? <laughs> <sighs> Gotta get back in a roll. <sighs> Swear to me. Okay, I'm good. A year of all new Super Friends Hour. I don't know if there was any issue or if they just said, well, we have to keep changing this now or we will get canceled. Uh, like they were just worried about that. Maybe they had, they, had, they were uh, shell-shocked yeah. over at HB headquarters, H- HB HQ. Ooh. And so 1978 to 1979, season three, it becomes Challenge of the Super Friends. This is the Challenge of the Super Friends. <laughs> Challenge of the Super Friends, which yep. we watched an episode of. We're going to get to a little bit later. Uh-huh. They're kicking it up a notch. <laughs> Bam! Kapow! More bams, more kapows than you've ever had. Yep. Because not only do we have more Justice League members that are finally getting more DC characters, they kept the Wonder Twins in Gleek, sure, whatever. As long as you add some of these other characters. I love a lot of DC characters. They added Green Lantern. Yeah. They added The Flash. They added Hawkman. Some of these other people. It's great. <laughs> but we finally... Get supervillains. People who are out to do bad things, mm-hmm. who have powers and gotta be stopped. The <laughs> Legion of Doom, baby! Banded together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Doom. Dedicated to a single objective, the conquest of the universe. This is the opposite of the Super Friends, the, the opposite of the Justice League. <laughs> We're gonna hold off talking about them for a minute, because when we talk about the episode that is from this season, yeah. that's when we can tackle those that Legion of Doom. Okay. But just so you know, All right. I'll, they're, they're not good. I'll put, I'll put it back in his holster for yeah. a second. Yeah, sheath it up. Mm-hmm. Sheath it up, baby. <laughs> now, some of the other members that they added, uh, if not during this time, then they started featuring prominently during this time, were original creations that were not teenagers, but were an attempt to diversify. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. And that's commendable. Um, it being 1978, 79, uh, I guess, informed their choices as to how they did this, but they diversified by adding some lazy stereotypes to the show. Uh-huh. They're not even based on someone that you need to be faithful to, where it's uh-huh. like, well, they had this stereotype, so I had to make it. Uh-huh. No, you can start from the bottom up, and yet you still did this. <laughs> right. Like With the characters that they added, it seems like they should have just had the Lucky Charms Leprechaun and the Swedish Chef from the Muppets. Uh-huh. Because it's just... <laughs> That's the level of stereotype that we're going with here. Less so is Black Vulcan. Looks like we've got a job to do, Aquaman. Right, Black Vulcan. Let's go. Black Vulcan! This was pretty much from a time when if you were a a black character, a superhero, or a supervillain for that matter, in the comics, you had to put black in your name. Mm -hmm. I mean, Black Panther... That makes sense, but it was pretty like there was a character named Black Goliath who was just giant man at Marvel. Yeah, but he was a black man, uh-huh. so he couldn't just be Goliath, right? Yeah, yeah, to let everyone know. <laughs> well, that's what they did here. Now, this guy controls electricity. We see him briefly in the episode that we watched. Briefly, uh, he his costume's a little much. He's uh, <laughs> supposed is. to have like like he has a lot of lightning on his costume, but the sides of his head. It looks like just two boomerangs were yeah, just, you said that earlier just glued to the sides of his head. <laughs> yeah. And he's not a boomerang operator. He's uh-huh. not that kind of guy. Yeah. But his legs are entirely bare, entirely exposed. It's like the rest of him is covered entirely, uh-huh. and then they just took the pants off. It's a weird look for anyone, for anybody to walk around that way. Yeah. Like he does when he flies around, he does... It's like the lower half of him becomes electricity, kind of. So, I don't know, maybe he blew his pants off once and then just said, well, fuck it, I'm not going to keep doing this every time. <laughs> the very first day he blew his pants yes. off. The reason this character exists and the way he does, there is a character at DC named Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Who See? Black Lightning, not just Lightning. And he... You're like, he was a small white guy. He was this the smallest was white small man white. you've ever seen, and he hated electricity. Yeah. He, wasn't, he never hired an electrician in his life. <laughs> He was a black character and one of the first black prominent superheroes at DC. Yeah. 
the reason they didn't use him was just there was some legal issue or with something electricity. That, with electricity. They didn't yeah. pay the bill. And yeah. so they he didn't show up. Mm -hmm. and they had to make their own. <laughs> With the man who created, I believe Tony Isabella is his name, that created Black Lightning, there was some issue there. So they couldn't use the real thing. So they said Black Vulcan, sure. <laughs> Which is a cool sounding name, but it does make me think I'm going to see like a Black Spock. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the first thing I think. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I guess aside from just saying Black, like I, he never... Um, speaks jive or anything, I guess. Uh, so that's good that they avoided that. Thank God. That, that's a common issue on these shows oh, yeah, that we see. Yeah. But the other two degrees of worseness, uh -huh. I would say, uh, one of them is samurai. Yeah. I have a simple idea that should work, Superman. Calling out the Japanese words for invisible, samurai slowly disappears. This is like having an American character who's just named Cowboy uh -huh. and dresses like a cowboy and has other superpowers, but also dresses like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is an Asian man. He's from Japan and he's called Samurai. He doesn't wield a sword. He's not a samurai. He's not a samurai. <laughs> he is actually, I, I looked into his origin. Uh -huh. He is a history professor who believes in Bushido, which is like a, an, a way of honor, an ancient way of honor that I believe the samurai would follow. Mm -hmm. He controls the winds. That's why he's flying around on tornadoes all the time. But he's actually from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. All, they're all American, Travis. They're all fucking American. That's for sure. And he says magic Japanese phrases. Using his powers of the mind, samurai changes into the wind. Look, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, I, it's not that I want the character to be only Asian and never refer to the fact that they're from Japan or whatever. Yeah. But it just seems like he's into history because the only thing they are interested in in Japan is either brand new technology or the ancient times, the, the ancestors, the honor. Right. And it's like yeah. all of these things are just on that list of the spiritual Asian man. Check. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over and over <laughs> and over again. And then he's just what is his name? It's not even like I thought his name was Samurai Warrior. And then I looked it up. It's not even that. It's just samurai. Ugh. <laughs> okay. And then the one that just ticks every box, really. This guy also figures into one of the episodes we watched. Apache, Apache Chief. Chief yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's when you don't have the name of the person in your history class, that's what you write down. Like uh -huh. an Apache Chief did this. But he is a Native American man, an indigenous person from America. I assume he's Apache. I don't, who knows? Uh huh. Um, he gets big. He gets real big. He does. He grows yep. into a giant when he says, Inukchuk. He says that phrase and he gets big. Uh huh. Um, he, like I said, he takes the box on like every Native American stereotype, uh, minus having an axe. Uh. And a feather in his in his bandana, but he does have a headband. Yeah, he does wear the like you know the loincloth, the vest, no shirt underneath. Um, he speaks like he's running out of oxygen. Yeah, you know it's like very well spoken, but always like this. I still have my Indian tracking abilities. They should help us to elude the Legion of Doom. The only way that they could have made him more Native American, they did it uh, because there's a create a character that they created to be his villain, uh -huh. Giganta who is a white woman who stole his magic powder and does the same thing. If I can get that magic powder away from that Indian, I'll be able to make myself famous. This is appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's worse. This this historically accurate and that, you know, I don't just love to throw the term around, but that is about as Karen as it gets. Mm -hmm. That is the most Karen move, is stealing a magic Native American man's powder. Very Karen. And then just using it to commit crimes. <laughs> How woke, and by the way, have you been watching the woke meter? How woke are we right now? Super, super, super woke. <laughs> 79 rolls around. We've already introduced all the best things about the show uh -huh. at this point. Yep. From here on out, it's kind of just retooling a little bit here, a little bit there until the very end. 79 through 80, it's called the world's greatest super friends. It's the world's greatest super friends. Which sounds like a best of, uh -huh. the best episodes of. Comedy hour, yeah. DC and Marvel both did this, and it's funny, the hyperbole of it. Mm -hmm. Like uh, One, the idea that there are other friends in the world that are not as good to each other as we are. We yeah. are the best super friends there have ever been. <laughs> and I feel like I see that in social media sometimes where it's just like, who has a friendship like ours? Does your friend ever bring you chai latte at this time or whatever? And it's like, that's what they're saying here. But DC and Marvel both did this. 
Batman and Superman and Robin, when they would team up, they would call it World's Finest. That was the name of the, the magazine Ooh. at the time. Yeah, yeah. World's Finest. <laughs> Like it's an aged bourbon, the world's <laughs> finest combination. Aficionado. Yeah, it's Kryptonian flavors. And then the Fantastic Four was called, like subtitled, the world's greatest comics magazine. And these are just, you know, you don't have to back these claims up yeah, at yeah, all. We, we believe you. We get I, it. Yeah, I get it. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, was this the greatest Super Friends version? No, it was just no. more of the same. Yeah, it was just <laughs> basically just more Super Friends. So that's that's all they were. 1980 to 1982, we're back to Super Friends again. A super friend. Okay? I mean, we, we've, we've already gone through four or five names. We're back to Super Friends. The only real change here is that they switched it to where it's like seven-minute shorts. Just like three seven-minute bits of Super Friends, which has got to be crazy. There's a lot of moving parts to a Justice League adventure. Uh, if you're going to squish that all into seven minutes, I don't know. I, complete madness. Uh, yeah, uh, your, your brain will explode. Uh -huh. Like they, they probably were hemorrhaging writers left and yeah. right because they were uh -huh. dying from coming up with yeah. so many ideas. But it does seem like if you do that, it's like, oh, parents have been complaining that their kids have been getting bored and wandering away from the television, like when they leave them there to be babysat by the TV. Uh -huh. So let's make it seven-minute adventures. Trim the fat. <laughs> and speaking of reruns... 1982 to 1983, the best of the Super Friends is yeah. what it's called, and it is reruns. Oh, yeah. reruns. It might just, and for all I know, it might just be all the episodes they had. It may not be the best of. Yeah. I mean, and what by what metric did they measure that? Uh. I don't know. <laughs> 1983 to 1984, this is weird. This is called The Lost Season. Mm. Now it is. It wasn't called that at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because they did. Oh, like, man, <laughs> that'd be a funny thing to do. It's like, yeah. this will be our lost season. <laughs> Last season? No, lost season. Lost. Like planes are going to crash on <laughs> islands and shit. No, this is where we have cancellation number two. Hanna-Barbera and Warner Brothers, who owns DC, mm -hmm. they tried to syndicate Super Friends. They'd always been on ABC. They wanted to syndicate it. And ABC didn't want the competition, so they canceled the show. Hmm. Yeah, for whatever, I mean, and I'm sure it's more complicated than this, but the end result is that these episodes only aired in Australia, not in America. Yeah. Now we have access to them on, you know, Amazon and bullshit like that, but yeah. these, these that's why it's the last season. But I don't know if it's like everywhere but America, including Australia, yeah. or just Australia. <laughs> that'd be, that'd like, strange, why would that yeah. be the one place that they would show, uh -huh. except that they are the biggest Super Friends <laughs> crowd outside of America, I guess. Right. I don't know. That's they got a weird. lot of time over there. Yeah. That was cancellation number two, 1984 to 1985, and then 85 to 86. These are two different titles, but it's basically the same show. They get it. They brought it back. ABC <laughs> resurrects it and says, hey, we're going to rebrand this thing. Super Friends. We need to de-emphasize Super Friends. <sighs> so first, when you come back, call it Super Friends, call in the legendary superpowers show. Super Friends, the legendary superpowers show. It's a crazy title. It's a crazy title. A lot of words. There's man. a lot of words, and it's very self-congratulatory. Uh -huh. Like the legendary show. Uh -huh. Just take that part of it. This is our legendary show. It's new. It's brand new. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know what the legend is, and it's confusing. Like, have you heard the legend of the superpowers show from Super Friends? It's about superpowers. <laughs> it's a lot. Like, it's just a weird. It, it honestly sounds like very much like. A translation to English from Japanese. <laughs> they just sent it through Google Translate two times. Sounds like way too much. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the next year, they said, okay, now we can transition all the way away from Super Friends. That's yesterday's news. <laughs> 85 to 86. The Superpowers team, colon, oh. Galactic Guardians. <laughs> Introducing an entirely new phrase. Yeah. Are they the Galactic Guardians or are they the Superpowers <laughs> team? I thought they were Super Friends, but you guys got rid of that. Yeah. Like every year, it's like they would just take the first part of it and shift it to the left off the page and, and shift a new part to the afterwards. <laughs> so next year it was going to be the Galactic Guardians show colon legends of superhero-ness or something. Uh. I don't, it's so weird. <laughs> but what they had along with this, they had real ammo this time. Okay. The Kenner toy line. Yeah, baby. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the battle of the superpowers collection. Kenner's new superpowers collection figures with power action, each sold separately with its own mini comic. Kenner had a toy line, the superpowers toy line. I had some of them that I, I must have gotten from a cousin or something, uh -huh. as always with toys. Yeah. But most <laughs> importantly from this, I, I hope my parents still have it somewhere. If they do, I'm going to find them. I had, as a young child, very comfy slippers yeah. that were superpowers 
slippers. <laughs> and they had all the DC characters on them. They were blue and just had a bunch of characters on them. And they would say superpowers on the burst of stars or whatever. Dude, yes. I like and it. And I probably, I'm sure I had some Superman underoos or something too. Uh. But like that's, I wish I had them now because they do make you look like you're very comfortable. Yeah. Even if they're not. I, I think they are. But just, you know, they definitely say <laughs> comfort and a lack of maturity. Uh-huh. All slippers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, the teenagers, finally, the ones that we had known up to this point were gone. Yeah. Said no more, no more Wonder Twins, no more fucking Marvin and what's, yeah, that's gone. Mm-hmm. No more animals, even. <laughs> we're going to use Cyborg, who's been in the recent Justice League films, who is a teenage character from them. Uh, he is a kid who <laughs> basically loses half or more of his body to acid or some monster attack. And his dad, who's a scientist, rebuilds him into half a man. It's Robocop. <laughs> it's just Robocop. But this, he's a kid. And Firestorm, the nuclear teenager, yeah. <laughs> who is, at least in the comics, I don't know if they go with this in the show, but he is an amalgamation of two people due to a nuclear accident who turns into the, the busiest character design you've ever seen and has nuclear powers. Like, it's they'll be two people, and then they will come together to make this one character. Oh, man. It's crazy. Yes. So maybe that's, I, you know, I've been saying reach for the teenagers from D.C., Uh-huh. That one, maybe don't. Relatable teenagers <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Half a man, someone who's saying kill me in his sleep, and someone who is two people at once <laughs> and nuclear powered. That takes them through 86, at which point they received their third and final cancellation. Oh. They were canceled. So that that's quite a journey. It is. That's a lot of shit. I had no idea. I, uh-uh. I did not know that it ran that long. Right. I thought it was like they showed up in the 70s and then went away for a while, then uh-huh. showed up in the 80s again. A journey indeed. A journey. Woo. Longy. I like it, though. We all have jokes about Superman and Batman. Uh We could jam on this all day. (laughs) And so we're running long today. (laughs) And jam we did. And go long. We also did. So long that we decided we have to divide this episode up into two. Two parts. One this week. One next week. These are big heroes that need a lot of screen time. Their egos demand it. And we're not going to tell them no. So come back next week. You're going to hear all about the two Super Friends episodes we watched. And you're going to hear about the moral, ethical lessons that we learned from watching the episodes. It's going to be a good time. For sure. In the meantime, be a super friend to the Days Past Tooncast. Get on Twitter. Get on Instagram. Follow us. It's at DP Tooncast. Then hop over to Apple Podcasts. You know the drill. Drop us a review. Drop us five stars. It's that easy. See you guys next week. And hey, from Travis and myself, a very super and a very friendly Tutor My Duder. We did it. We did it. We did it. We here it is. We're recording. I'm recording right now. I promise. I promise. I'm recording. Uh, Anyone call Robin? No. 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 I certainly didn't. I gave him a fake number, and we lived together. (laughs) A journey. (laughs) A journey. Hide your knee. Hide, hide your knee, you motherfucker. I'm hydro knee. Hydro, my God, water in my knee. (laughs) I get a problem about water in my knee. Oh, yeah, That's your superpower. Yeah, superpower is Aquaman put water in my knee. I gotta have my knee drained Arr. once a year. Arr, I got pirate knees. <laughs> I got a case of pirate uh, knees. They call me hydro knee. <laughs> hydro knee. Because that's what the doctor calls my condition. Uh-huh.